got a brand new sweetie, better than the one before. Oh, she's got everything and a little bit more. Hello, friends, and welcome to another mini episode of Additional History Headlines You Probably Missed. I'm your host, Tiffany Clark. And these mini episodes are extra fun for me because I get to tell stories from history that I've stumbled across over the years and enjoy. I still use old newspapers from the time period to tell the stories, just like I do in my full episodes, but the dates don't necessarily match up with another famous date. Today's podcast is going to be extra unique, though. This year, the country and the world has been in chaos because of the COVID-19 virus. Some countries and states have gone back to school already, some are doing online school, and some are doing a hybrid schedule where part of the week or the day is in-person school, and part of the day or the week is online school. That last option is what the school district in my area chose to do. With an online hybrid system already set up, it makes it easier for a student who gets sick to complete their schoolwork at home. And if one student is exposed to the virus by another student who tests positive, the exposed student has to quarantine at home for two weeks and do their schoolwork online. And that's what brings me to the unique part of this podcast. My son, Caleb, is in the middle of a quarantine because he's sat by a student at school who tested positive. He's feeling great, doesn't have any symptoms, but with his siblings at school all day, there's not a lot for him to do once he finishes his daily school assignments. So, the two of us decided it might be fun for him to join me for a podcast episode. So, welcome, Caleb. Hi, I'm Caleb. Is there anything you want the listeners to know about you? Um, I have a YouTube channel called LowGamer63. Go subscribe if you want, and I like to play video games if any of you guys are interested. <laughs> what kind of things do you like to do outside? Anything, or do you just stay inside and play video games all day? Uh... Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Okay, he's being truthful at least. All right, now Caleb, I'm going to tell you a story about someone from history. And you can ask questions about this person as I go or comment however you want. Does that sound like a good deal? Sure. Okay, so today's episode date is July 19th, 1905. And that is the death date of a man named Gustav Sherman. Have you ever heard of him? Uh, no, but he sounds like somebody from a Disney movie. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, well, I didn't think you probably would have heard of him. Gustav Sherman is famous for something he did when he was 12 years old. How old are you? 12. Do you see why I chose this person for this episode? No. (laughs) I thought you'd find it interesting since he was your age. All right, the first article I'm getting information from comes from the Kingfisher Times out of Kingfisher, Oklahoma. This headline reads, The Death of Gustav Sherman in New York. I'm also going to take a lot of information from a 1999 newspaper interview with Bill Stiple. Bill Stiple was a man who, like me, loves to research the past. And he loves learning about Gustav Sherman so much that he wrote an entire book about it and then traveled around telling that story to school kids. There are dozens and dozens of articles about Bill Stiple's presentation over a few-year period in the newspapers. Anyway, let's get back to Gustav, who we will call Gus from here on out. We know that Gus died in New York, because that's the date of our podcast, and we know that he spent a good portion of his lifetime in New York, but that's not where he was born. According to the article, he was born in Westphalia. 
Do you know where that is? No, actually. Have you ever heard of it? No. Yeah, well, guess what? I hadn't heard of it either. And I had to look that one up. It turns out that you have actually been to Westphalia. You just didn't know it at the time. No. <laughs> where did we go on vacation last summer? Germany. We went to Germany yeah. and Europe, right? Well, back in the 1800s, where our story begins, Westphalia was a region in Germany. Now most of that area is part of one of the German states called the North Rhine-Westphalia state. When we went to Germany last year, we drove right through that area on our way to Amsterdam. Pretty cool, huh? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Gustav left Westphalia and moved to New York with his family when he was really young. He started working on the streets while he was still young, earning money by shining shoes. When the Civil War started, a lot of boys all over the country got really excited. They wanted to prove their pride in their country, and they started joining the military in droves. Now, depending on the source you look at, it was either Gustav's father's idea or his own idea. But either way, his father helped him to enlist in the Union Army as a musician at only 12 years old. Do you think you'd want to join the military right now at 12? I mean, depends on the pay. <laughs> it's always about money with you, isn't it? Okay, to join the Union war effort, a person was supposed to be 18 years old, but a lot of the people who recruited new soldiers ignored the rule or never bothered to ask the age of the boys wanting to join in the first place, and a lot of the boys just lied about their age. On the Confederate side, there wasn't really an age limit, and because of this, a lot of really young boys would join the armies as musicians. So, Caleb, why do you think the army needed musicians? Um, for entertainment, probably. Mm, it actually was not for entertainment. What kind of musicians do you think they used? What kind of instruments? I'm going to go ahead and guess orchestra instruments. No, that's a good guess. Although there might have been somebody with a fiddle or something out there, but that's not what they used. They actually had a couple different ones. First, they used drummers. And the drummers were needed to help the soldiers keep time when they were marching or lining up for battle. And that was usually young boys that were the drummers. Second, with the soldiers spread out across the battlefield and the smoke and the dirt and sometimes the darkness, it was really hard to hear someone's voice yelling instructions with all the other voices yelling and screaming. So buglers were needed and they had certain rhythms and tunes that they played that would instruct the soldiers on what to do. There was even an official guide that each musician had to memorize before they joined up. It had 148 different calls in it. When the musicians, usually young boys, weren't needed for that role, they had to act as orderlies, and they had to carry the dead men off the battlefield. They saw a lot of gruesome things. Just like all the other boys doing that job, Gus worked for multiple generals and saw a lot of crazy and horrible things on the battlefields before he was eventually assigned to work under a man named General Sickle. By that time, Gus was still just 14 years old, but General Sickle promoted him to sergeant because he'd been so brave up to that point. During the Battle of Gettysburg, General Sickle was hit with a cannonball. Gus was right there with him when he got shot and even used his own handkerchief to make a tourniquet in an attempt to stop the bleeding until they could get General Sickle off the battlefield and into surgery. Unfortunately, General Sickle's leg was damaged beyond repair 
And he, oh, wow, that's gruesome. Yeah, gross, huh? <laughs> and he had to get it amputated. This is one of the places where our story gets a little crazy. What do you think they did with the amputated leg, Caleb? Uh, fed it to their um, dogs. <laughs> no, that's actually grosser than what really happened. <laughs> oh. General Sickle actually kept his leg and eventually donated it to a museum. It was in Washington, D.C., I know, but I think right now it's been loaned out to the Army Medical Research and Material Command in Fort Derrick, Maryland. Okay, back to Gus. One time, Abraham Lincoln, he was our president, right? Mm-hmm. Was visiting with troops, and his wife and 10-year-old son were with him. His 10-year-old son was named Tad Lincoln. Tad noticed how young Gus was out there and started talking to him, and the two boys decided to have a horse race with each other. They had so much fun that a friendship started between the two boys, and President Lincoln decided that Gus should take a break from the army and go to Washington, D.C. with the Lincoln family to get away from the horrors of the battlefield. So, Tad and Gus spent the next few weeks running all over the White House, playing, acting crazy, and having a good old time together. Does that sound fun? Do you so, think you'd like to run around the White House doing whatever you want? I guess. It's they, a pretty big place. Yeah, they probably had not quite as many Secret Service members milling about back then, huh? One day while Gus was at the White House visiting with the Lincolns, he and Tad got to attend a play called The Marble Heart. Do we go to plays together sometimes? Um, sometimes. Yep. I don't know what the marble heart is, though. I hadn't heard of that one. But anyway, while Tad and Gus were there, as a special bonus, they got to go backstage and meet the star of the show after the play was over. Any guesses who the star might have been back in 1863? No. <laughs> have you ever heard of someone called John Wilkes Booth? Actually, uh, he sounds like a magician, so I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and say yes, because... I think you might not have paid too much attention in history class. John Wilkes Booth is the man that ended up shooting Abraham Lincoln two years later. In the same month, two years later. Oh, wow. His name sounds innocent. <laughs> well, a lot of people probably thought he was back then, but didn't turn out so good. Anyway, so they got to meet John Wilkes Booth, and at the time, they thought that was pretty cool. Now, I'm not sure if the two boys stayed in contact after Gus returned to the army, but unfortunately, Tad Lincoln died when he was barely 18 years old. So if they did stay friends, it wasn't for much longer. Finally, after serving under five different generals, Gustav Sherman was released from his duty in the army when he was 15 years old and after he'd seen action in 10 different battles. That's a lot. Oh, wow. He spent the rest of his life working in different jobs for the city in New York and married a woman named Anastasia Quinlan, with whom he had a daughter named Lillian. When Gus was 56 years old, he got tuberculosis and died on July 19th, 1905, which is the date of this podcast. What do you think of Gus's story? I don't know. <laughs> do you think it's pretty crazy the things some 12-year-olds had to do back then? Mm-hmm. Do you think Gus was the youngest person to serve in the military? Probably. Actually, no, um... Probably those, like, uh, servant. Servants? Uh-huh. No, there wasn't a servant, but there was some bunch of people younger than Gus. The youngest person was actually a boy named Edward Black. He was only eight years old when he joined the army as a drummer. Is that crazy? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's insane. 
Poor Edward saw way more than any eight-year-old should ever see. And at one point, he was severely injured. And at another point, he was captured and taken prisoner. Unlike Gustav, who lived to adulthood, Edward never quite recovered from his experience and his injuries, and he died when he was still a teenager. Is there anything else you want to add to this podcast or any questions you have? Yes. What? Is there any more history about this? Um, actually, I have a bunch of, there's a whole bunch of other stories about young boys who served, and I'm going to put that over on my Facebook group. Yeah. But what if people don't have Facebook, then you're going to have to tell them where to go. (laughs) Well, I guess in that case, they'll have to Google young boys in the Civil War. Should we do this again sometime? Uh, maybe. Maybe not. (laughs) We'll see. Anyway, friends, thanks for listening to today's unique mini episode Caleb, thanks for joining me. I You're hope welcome. You fun. And like we said, you can join us over at the Additional History Headlines You Probably Missed Facebook group. And I will post a link to other child soldier stories. Some of them might make you smile and some of them might make you cry. Talk to you later.